You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, March the 19th of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app on your iOS device and join me uh, next week at some point. I'm not sure when, but I posted yesterday's discussion yesterday um, to get in on that action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Uh, More information to come on that um, a little bit later on today. But uh, my name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, and I am your host for the show. And once again, thanks for tuning in on this wonderful Friday. We have made it to yet another Friday. Sometimes that that seems hard to believe, but we have made it. And the Cardinals have a win yesterday. Um, Talked about on the the locker room discussion a little bit about uh, kind of the general Cardinal... um, you know, just kind of, yeah, just a general uh, update on the Cardinals and had some good discussion with, with, with some of you guys, and I appreciate you all, uh, those of you who tuned in. And again, if you haven't downloaded the Locker Room app, I would highly encourage you to do so. Uh, but there are two games that I have not talked about in detail yet uh, to give my thoughts on, and that is Wednesday's and yesterday's game. So the, this first segment is going to be about the offense of both those games. Second segment is going to be about the de- um, pitching on both those games. And then I'll give my... My projected roster in the third segment, just super quick, not a whole lot of in-depth stuff, but just super quick what my I think my uh, my 26-man roster could look like for St. Louis. So we'll start with, with the, the offense of the last two games. And Tommy Edmund had himself a day on Wednesday. He went three for three, scored a run, um, you know, all three singles, but all three, you know, a little bit of beating the shift here and there. I'm pretty sure at least two of them, uh, went to where the shortstop should be, right? But at, at the same time, you know, hit him where they ain't. That's the old adage that even with all the shifting today, hit him where they ain't still range true. So um, it, just with Tommy Edmund, I think that he can be a really productive leadoff man. If he's able to get on ahead of uh, Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill, if he's able to, to stay hot and to, to stay productive, Tommy Edmund can be a really key piece to this lineup. You know, I don't think that if just he struggles, that means that the entire team struggles or anything like that. But I do think that um, if he if he's going right, this offense is going to go right because it, it all starts at the top. And any offense, it, it's going to start at the top of that lineup. And that, for the Cardinals in 2021, that's going to be Tommy Evan. And I don't think that he's going to replace Colton Wong defensively, but I do think that there is a, there's an opportunity right now for Edmund to replace Colton Wong offensively because I think that they were comparable for the most part um, in terms of offensive production. And I, I just I'm really excited for what Tommy Edmund can do at the top of the lineup. As you move down in the lineup yesterday or uh, Wednesday rather, you had Goldschmidt hit a home run that was key. But you also had Matt Carpenter go 0 for 2 again. He did get a walk, but 0 for 2. His average is 0.45 this spring, uh, with an OPS of 3.41, and uh, that, that is all cumulating from a 1 for 22 spring with one RBI. 35 years old, um, just doesn't look like he has it. And this is unfortunate, just because it, it is frustrating to see somebody who has the capability. To, to hit, we've seen that in the past. We've seen 
uh, Carpenter have the uh, the opportunity to um, to hit to produce at a high, at a high level um, from the offensive side of things, both in terms of power. We've seen the average come and go, but that power, the on base percentage is always there. But now, I mean, even you know, granted how it, it is only. Um, 22 at bats, but I mean that on base percentage is an abysmal 250, um, and that's the lowest on base percentage she's had in spring training since 2016. And it, it's it's unfortunate to see somebody w- with Carpenter's talent to struggle. And I know that he has struggled for about a year and a half, two years now, but it's still never never easy to see somebody who was talented at one point, who at one point was one of the better hitters in this Cardinal lineup, struggle. And you know he, he you know came into camp still wanting this 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 job the, the second base job and it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like he's going to get it just with with <laughs> he's not going to get it rather I should say as Edmund was announced as the top of the top of the lineup um, leadoff hitter guy so uh, I definitely think that it, it is a a tough scene for a guy like Harp to to struggle like this but otherwise offensively we, we've seen Paul DeYoung get it going the last couple of days he had a hit in Wednesday's game and then in yesterday's game he he follows that up with a a home run and a seven to five loss um and it was it was a bullet to left field he went two for three yesterday scoring scoring two runs driving in th- those two runs in that home run so good things from Paul DeYoung and I mentioned in the locker room discussion that if Paul DeYoung gets going and you have Tyler O'Neill going and you have a guy like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado going, this lineup seems to be getting deeper and deeper, or longer and longer, I should say, as more and more guys start to find their stride and get their timing. And I know it's a very, 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 did I mention very long season? I understand that. But um, we're starting to see the signs of this Cardinal offense starting to click. And if this offense is able to click, then that's, Obviously, that's huge because you have a lot of what-ifs in this lineup. Um, in my opinion, the only what-if in the infield is Tommy Edmond. I'm, I'm sorry, it's Paul DeYoung because I think uh, I have a lot of confidence in Goldschmidt, Edmond, and Arenado to produce. It's just a matter of if Paul DeYoung is able to stay consistent. And we're, we're starting to see a little bit of um, results the last couple of days for Paul DeYoung. So that's always a good sign when, when you start seeing guys um, produce like that. And I think that if Paul DeYoung is able to, to to have a consistent threat, then you have more than just two guys in this lineup that you're scared to pitch to as an opposing pitcher. And that, from a Cardinal standpoint, obviously is huge. So it's good to see Paul DeYoung going. Molina had a hit yesterday, which was good to see. Justin Williams had two hits, and so did Austin Dean. And you know, in the roster segment of this, again, this little quick run through that I'm going to go through, it's going to be it's going to be tough to leave off one of Lane Thomas, Austin Dean, or Justin Williams. And you're, you're probably going to see Justin Williams or Austin Dean left off this 26-man roster because um, I don't see the Cardinals carrying 14 position players and 12 pitchers. I'm going to go 13 and 13, but I, I just don't see a way of all three of those guys getting on there. Um, and to be honest with you, it's probably going to be Austin Dean and and Lane Thomas, but we'll see. Um, that that That's... Neither here nor there, so we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, you, you have guys hitting. You have um, you have guys starting to get their stride. I know Evan went over three yesterday, but like I mentioned, it's a long season, and that just is what it is. Um, guys are going to have off days, but it's just it, it's nice to see um, some consistency starting to, to rumble a little bit. Even Goldsmith yesterday went one for two with a walk after the home run he hit on Wednesday. Just good things like that, and also something that was good yesterday that was fun to see was. 
a little bit of a comeback, a little bit of an exciting game. A, a four-run bottom of the eighth capped off with a three-run double from Nolan Gorman. I mean, that that was <laughs> that, 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 that that's what you want to see out of a young player, to, to come through in the clutch and to come through offensively like that. And, you know, I think yesterday we saw the, the pitching falter for a little bit, um, starting pitching falter for the first time. Um, maybe not all spring, but the first time in a while. I mean, you obviously look back to Carlos Martinez struggling, but um, offensively, the last two days have been successes. I mean, if, you know, four four runs on, on Wednesday, seven runs, that's 11 over two, that's five. And if, you know, Cardinals average five and a half runs per game. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, so, so offensively, I'm really excited. And again, the big news, obviously, was Tommy Edmond and his uh, production over the last couple of days of spring. Uh, really, really the whole spring. Um because he, he ended the day today, um, even after his over three, uh, with a 370 batting average and an OPS of 837. So, all good things coming from the offense right now. And, and that's going to wrap up segment number one. Segment number two, we've got a little bit of, of a worry, a little bit of a concern, or a little bit of a, a struggle with some of the pitchers from yesterday's game um, as well as today's. So, pitching conversation, and you guys know I love my pitching, uh, is coming up uh, in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but we have March Madness today. College basketball is starting up today to get your bets in, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by entering the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Some of you guys have heard me talk about locker room. I talked about it earlier today, and might have seen me post about it, but you might still be un- unsure what that is. It is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It is free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time whenever we're live in our rooms. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share your own experiences on the app. It's a free, audio-only social media platform for fans like you to interact with anybody you can imagine, like I mentioned. Athletes, insiders, me. You can join the conversations, and I'll be hosting rooms every week. Um, depending on the day and time, I'll be sure to, to share those things. So come through and talk with me live um, on this app for iOS users. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app, which is free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group, which I'm a part of. You can follow me at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. And be sure to, to join in whenever I do go live and follow my Twitter, LJ Fastball, to know when I go live. And be sure to join me with your spiciest takes on all the Cardinals news on the Locker Room app. My, my favorite part of this Cardinals team is, is probably, honestly, pitching. So we're going to get to that. Um, but if you want more more sports news, uh, you get all the news you need under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Um, host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, including baseball. Uh, with the help of our local experts, I've been on there once. So be sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you do get your podcast. But let, let's talk pitching because it, it's, it's few... The days are few and far between when I've got to talk negatively about this pitching staff. We're going to talk positively, though. We're going to 
fly back to uh, to, to Wednesday to start things off. You know, Wednesday, Adam Wainwright got the start and, you know, probably looked the worst he's looked all spring and didn't look terrible still. He was able to get up to uh, four and, and two-thirds of an inning, wasn't able to get through all five, but uh, had four punch-outs to walk, five hits, two earned. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, obviously we're not expecting Adam Wainwright to, to pitch like the Cy Young Award winner, um, or, you know, got robbed of a couple of Cy Youngs, but not, I don't think I'm expecting him to pitch like a Cy Young Award the entire year, and I think that like I'm I'm always very open that these these blow not that this was a blow up start, but blow up starts are going to happen for Adam, and it's just a matter of can he limit those. But I think that he was able to 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 work through some things and to to get to get his work in and to get in and get out, and on how um, Rondon was able to come in get a punch out to finish up the fifth. And then we saw Jordan Hicks come in. He was able to face multiple batters, which was a good thing. Um, but, you know, he, he did walk too, struggled with his command. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not too worried about Hicks. I think that he's just got to find just got to find it. He's got to get get, get his touch back. Um, Jake Woodford uh, pitched inning in two-thirds, gave up a run. Elledge had a nice little bounce-back outing. And Cody Whitley can, continuing his scoreless uh, spring on Wednesday. He, in he, He's now up to... Uh, to four and a third innings, so not, not a whole lot of, of work there, but four and a third innings of scoreless baseball, and he has yet to give up a run in his spring training career. Twelve and a third innings in the spring, two and nineteen, six last year, four and a third this year, no earned runs in his thirteen games. Little fun fact for you. Um, so, so that was good to see, and so, so the negativity for me from the pitching staff, or the concern of the pitching staff, doesn't really come in Wednesday's game. It, it comes more so in yesterday's game, and. Really, it just comes from one person, and that's the starter, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Probably going to see um, plenty of opportunities as a starter, especially with the injuries to Michaelis and Kim. And he probably hasn't taken advantage of, of the opportunity as much as you, you'd like to see. I mean, the two starts that he's gotten this year, he three and two-thirds, one earned run, you know, not terrible. And then, you know, obviously yesterday going five innings, giving up the four hits and four earned, um, one of them coming on a home run, and, and walking three. It, it's it's the walks that, that kill you. It, they kill any pitcher, but they especially kill a guy like Ponce de Leon um, that whenever he's not effective in the strike zone, he tends to not be effective, right? So it, it, if Ponce de Leon can, can find it and is able to, to hone in on, on the control a little bit because he's a fastball-heavy guy, I think that, that that would be huge for him. Um, that the three walks in five innings is not good for, for Ponce de Leon. He needs to he needs to get that down. So a little bit of a concern for him. But obviously Webb and Cabrera come in, get get some scoreless outings in, and you can see the the play by Henderson Cabrera, a little behind the back, then a little lob over to first that was a little high, but still able to come down with it. Um, was the first baseman and to to get the out. So that was a little little nifty glove work there for Mister Cabrera. Um, so, so that, that was good to see. But then we also saw some struggles from, from Alex Reyes for the first time. Um, he, again, struggled with control. Walked two after only getting two two outs. He did strike out two for his two outs. Uh, but then um, after he, he struggled and almost pulled, Roel Ramirez came in to slam the door there in the eighth. Zach Thompson comes in, walks a man, gives up a hit, but strikes out two and gets a scoreless inning. Zach Thompson maybe hasn't impressed as much as we'd like to see. But, again, little little baby steps. He was able to... Um, for the first time this spring, have a, have a scoreless outing. Um, 
and albeit just one inning. His last two innings went one and two-thirds and two innings and gave up multiple runs. But he was able to get a scoreless inning. And, and to me, that that's a positive thing. That is and that, that's a step in the right direction for Thompson. And so, so yeah, so like my main concern really pitching-wise from yesterday was, was Daniel Ponce de Leon and a little bit of Alex Reyes. Uh, not super concerned about Adam Wainwright from the day before, but definitely um, something to keep keep an eye on. And Jordan Hicks obviously still hasn't found his, his touch quite yet, and that, that is A-OK, not, not getting too worried about that as well. So, yeah, I know that I love talking pitching, but this was, you know, kind of a quick segment because there's only so much I can say about the pitching staff that you guys haven't heard me talk about before and that you guys don't come to conclusions on your own. Um, but again, offensively, it's been a positive last couple of days. You know, they, they scored four runs, like I mentioned, on, on Wednesday on, on you know, seven hits and not a ton. But then yesterday they, they bust open for a 13-hit barrage. You saw... One from Goldschmidt. Gorman had the big hit of the ninth, but he also had another hit, another a single as well. Mendoza had one. DeYoung, a two-hit day. Justin Williams, a two-hit day. Austin Dean, a two-hit day. His average is up, up above 300. Um, OPS of close to 800. So a good, good couple of days offensively. Pitching is what it is. Not too concerned. Not much else I can say. So pitching... Uh, you know, pitching is what it is, and I'm sure it'll be fine. So, so that'll do it for this segment. And next segment is going to be um, just kind of who I think quickly will will be on the 26 uh, man roster. So um, that'll that's coming up here in just a moment. First, a word from Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all its bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup on Friday is Salted Caramel versus Cookie Dough Chunk. Salted Caramel is definitely going to get my vote. Coconut Puff is into the Enticing 8. It faces off against Mint Brownie in the next round. The other two in the Enticing 8 are Cookies and Cream versus coconut almond but be sure to go to builtbar.com to vote for salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk you can also go to at bar underscore built on twitter to vote and also be sure to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar So let's talk about the, the roster. The roster, you know, Major League Baseball roster is never easy to fill out. Um, and you've got people, you know, you got prospects to worry about. And if you want, know, if you want to know more about prospects, uh, be sure to head over to Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton. Only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Uh, they have team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and more. Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of the your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. So, when you talk about this Cardinals roster, you've got some intriguing options. You've got, you know, does Matthew Libertor make, make the club? Does Nolan Gorman even possibly make the club? I don't know. But what, what I think is fascinating is um, is the outfield. Because you've got 
O'Neal, Carlson, and Bader that are all going to make it. And then you've got three other guys. And let's assume that the Cardinals take take 26 um, guys. Or I'm sorry, let's assume that they take 13 position players. You've got the eight position players that start regularly. You're going to have Yachty, Goldie, Edmund, DeYoung, um, Arnado, and then O'Neal, Bader, Carlson. Right, so that that's seven. I'm sorry, that that is eight right there. You can have Andrew Kisner as the backup catcher. So that's that that's nine. So you've got th- uh, four other spots. You need another backup infielder, and that's going to be Matt Carpenter. So that's ten. Carpenter can play second, third, and first. Okay, that's ten. Then you you really got to choose between whether you want three outfielders in Dean Williams Thomas, or do you want two of those and John Nagowski. Or do you want two of those and an Edmundo Sosa to give a middle infield depth? Because the only person, only people who can play shortstop right now are Paul DeYoung and Tommy Edmund. Notice those are both starters. Yeah, maybe you could throw Arnado at shortstop or something like that, or gosh, maybe even Matt Carpenter. But I just think that, to me, as good as John Nagowski has been, the Cardinals have Carpenter at first base. And I understand that you know, if Carpenter wasn't Matt Carpenter, he wouldn't make the roster. Totally understand that. Totally agree with that. But at the end of the day, he's still Matt Carpenter. So he's still going to make the Major League roster. There's no point in even debating that, unless he gets hurt. So, I think the Cardinals will are going to go with... Uh, Lane Thomas is going to be one of those guys. And then... You know, I'd be even be in case with being all three. Um, the problem is, like I said, the infield depth, but you still have first base depth because Austin Dean can also play there. But if you're up to me, I'm going Lane Thomas, Justin Williams, and Edmundo Sosa are going to be your your other three guys, and that, that's going to make the 13. Pitching-wise, it, it's kind of jumbled right now. Let, let's assume that Michaelis will not make opening day, and Kim will. So your starting rotation is going to be something of this nature. Flaherty, Michaelis, Martinez... Ponce de Leon, Wainwright. Maybe you're also going to have John Gant make the roster, maybe interchange John Gant with Ponce de Leon. Okay, but that's six. Then you've got your your, your four flamethrowers of Gallegos, Hicks, Reyes, Cabrera. That's 10. You can have Tyler Webb. That's 11. And then you're probably going to have um, Jake Woodford be a 12, and, and a Cody Whitley as well be, be 13. Um, but you, you've got some leeway. You've got some options as well. Um with the starting rotation, or I'm sorry, with, with the pitching staff, you're going to have guys that, you know, like a Matthew Libertor might make the club, maybe Zach Thompson. You're going to have options, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of these in terms of the pitching side. It's just the outfield one is intriguing to me. But if it were me, um, I'm going Williams and Thomas um, as your two extra outfielders, and then Mundo Sosa and Matt Carpenter are going to be your, your backups. Um, just because with, with John Nagowski only being able to play first base and Matt Carpenter taking up the backup first base position, there's really not going to be a whole lot of at-bats for John Nagowski with both Matt Carpenter and Paul Goldschmidt probably being in his way. Um, but I do like John Nagowski a lot. But that, that's going to do it for, for Friday's show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show, Locked on Cards, with any questions you have any time. But that's going to do it. Um, My next show is coming out on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Um, And I hope you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.